Hi everyone, this is Abhi Shake from shakethecosmos.com and my guest today is Jack Song. Hey Jack, thanks for making the time to chat with me. Yeah, thank you for having me on your show. All right. Um, so I know you always have so much going on. would love to hear uh, what are some three things you're excited about right now. Well, the three things I'm excited about. Number one, I think it is very exciting that the tech industry is really under a uh, microscope. I think people are paying a lot of attention to the tech community, the type of product that's being built, the messaging sent out there. I think consumers are getting smarter. I'm also very excited about that the entertainment industry is really focusing on diversity. I think we're seeing after the hashtag Oscar so white campaign happened, you know, we're really seeing more female representation, people of color in Hollywood. And that trend is continues to, um, to grow. And lastly, I'm really encouraged by people paying attention to politics more. Given the current political climate, I'm very um, encouraged by people's eagerness to learn, whether you are left, right, center, or just wanting to know what's going on. Um, people want to learn. Mm, okay. Wow. So what's something that you learned in 2019? Um, 2019 for me was all about self-empowerment. I realized I have a voice and that voice includes my extensive network of um, people that I've known for the past 15 years uh, throughout my different careers in entertainment, in tech, in politics. And I realized that I know my worth and I control my narrative. So 2019 was a very empowering year for me. I was able to help a startup, um, built the startup from the ground up from zero to 21 countries, um, over a hundred plus cities. And Can I, you name, what is the startup? Called? And you know, I'm very proud. Have you heard it's, of it? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, it is called Lime. It's the leading global shared electric scooter, um, multi-model mobility company. And it started really right in um, Berkeley, California. The founders of Berkeley from Haas School of Business. And that's how I go got bears. to know them. Yeah, go Bears. <laughs> and um, I'm very proud of the work I've done there. And I also knew that it was time for me to move on to uh, build another startup. So I'm very proud of what I accomplished there. And um, I feel empowered. Mm. So there's a couple things I want to just pick up. You mentioned... Uh, control your narrative. Um, can you just expand that? Like, what it, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think this is a an extension of um, what we often hear: the imposter syndrome. You know, we have all these noises in our heads and um, really uh, unnecessary voices that are telling us maybe we are not up to the challenge or we are not who we are. And it is important to take back your narrative and flip the script. Um, I think sometimes as people of color, we feel that our identity may be a challenge, but I want to encourage others to use that as our advantage. If you are a member of the LGBT community, you know what, that's a great win for you. You should be proud of that and use that to your advantage. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to 
um, amplify the message with um, my community and, and letting everybody know that it's important to take control of your narrative. Basically, don't let other people tell you what to do, who you are. You are who you are and own it. Mm, got it. So you are who you are and own it. Yeah. And that's sort of control the narrative as yeah. well. Okay. Absolutely. I think in a, I think in a higher kind of level executive summary, if you will, it's really living your authentic self mm. and knowing that being your authentic self in and out of the office space, um, you can being your true authentic self. It is, um, very empowering and that's really the only way to live. Mm. So I'm going to jump to your Lime experience for a little bit. Sure. Um, I have used the Limes myself, scooters myself. Thank you. Thanks for this great product and helping expand that. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about that journey? There might be viewers who've never been in a startup or never seen a startup grow so quickly in expansion. What is that journey like from an emotional, mental, um, and a career perspective? That's a lot to unpack there. Okay. Um, I think it was a, just imagine your dream job, everything you ever wanted to do, um, packaged into one, um, one time, um, opportunity at a specific moment. Uh, that was lying for me. I was able to wear man, many hats, um, ranging from working with celebrities on partnerships to building out a global world-class uh, communications team from party of one to seven people and uh, and to international stage and it was an absolute dream job for me and I think what I walked away with from that experience is that when you put it out there in the universe uh, things do come true and you have to give your very very best because if something happens, you walk away from it, you have zero regret. You knew that you did your very best and people know that. Mm. And then um, what's what's after that? So you were at Lime and what what are you, was there something in between what you're doing now or you're doing something different now? Yeah, I'm at a different startup. I'm building again from the ground up. I love my number one kind of North Star has always been I want to work for a company or for products that will influence consumer behavior, enhance their lives, make their lives better. I think we saw with the bikes and the scooters, it really helped people to challenge the concept of, you know, car ownership or um, using a car as the main mode of transportation. So that, I think the scooter, the, the bikes really got people start talking about alternative modes of transportation and the new company I'm with, a new startup, is really challenging the way how we do retail. Uh, why do we need to stand in line for, you know, minutes and sometimes hours just to buy our groceries? Something's broken and I'm excited to fix that with a new startup. Mm. And then what's, what's your role or title or I don't know if you guys have titles or what do you help out with I the think, role at the startup? Yeah, I think with startups, you know, titles don't really matter. It's really about the experience. And I'm all about helping founders to build a world-class company and messaging that really comes from the heart. I think a lot of times we try to sell, 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 but you really need to connect 
people on a one-to-one level. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now on marketing and communications. All right. So you mentioned um, you're helping founders with these startups. And I'm just imagining someone who's never worked at a startup. And, you know, what is it like to work at a startup? I think startups are similar to existing companies, except that they are um, at the inception of building a company. So there's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of uncertainty and lack of direction. But what I am excited about startup is that, you know, anyone can take ownership of being a leader and contribute in various types of ways. And in terms of what I do for founders, I love helping founders to really find their authentic voice and their true mission, what they're truly trying to do with building this company from the ground up. And we do so through a lot of kind of exercises, try to extract that exact moment where, where they had the aha to um, build the company. So I feel like founders, some of them can have very strong ideas about how they want to take their... So like, how do you work with giving feedback to people or like if somebody, I feel like people talk about pivots and stuff and, um, is that something you participate in or how, how do you, um, how does it start a pivot or have you seen startups pivot all the time? I think it is important for companies to be realistic if their business models uh, or their products do not work, um, it is important to pivot and identify another potential, um, avenue um, to continue. So I think all startups pivot. It is important to keep an open mind. And also it is part of business development. You know, what other kind of products can we develop or not? And that's part of pivoting. Yeah. So there's a lot of change. There's a lot of people wearing different hats. So I'm thinking of like somebody who's trying to work where they're like, oh, I want to work for a startup. What are what would you say things types of things startups need help with? I think startups in the early stages, you know, whether it be seed funding, series A funding, or even B, I do believe that startups benefit from people who are able to wear multiple hats, meaning they have a um, they have a marketing background, but they can also do business development um, or somebody who can do government relations and regulatory um, affairs, but also be able to jump in and talk to the press. But somebody who knows a little bit of everything and able to be a general manager, essentially. Um, I think a lot of founders are looking for those type of advisors. Mm. And that's a great way to get involved in the startup. Got it. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit and go back to how we originally met. We met at Berkeley. Yeah. And um, it was a great time and I appreciated that we met. It's a magical Uh, time. It was a magical time. So can you tell me a little bit more about that magic? What was Berkeley like for you? Yes. Uh, So I did go to Berkeley for undergrad. And when I went there um, as an undergrad, I was a community activist. I protested against things I did not see was just. I was in ethnic studies. Um, And I graduated. I went into entertainment marketing. And that's where I really worked on a lot of films that 
are focusing on the Asian American community and also independent films such as, oh gosh, like Super Size Me and Harun Kumar Go to White Castle. So some of the classics. And from there, but I always knew that I want to go into marketing because I want to make a bigger impact through storytelling. And that's how I ended up at Haas. And Haas provided me the tools, the analytic tools, but also the network for to really help me to um, advance in my career, but also strengthen my background and expand in my network. Is there like a... Uh, story or anecdote that comes to mind about, uh, you know, Berkeley alumni or an, an event that you went to that um, kind of sticks out? I'm sure there were so many. There were so many. And there was some there was one particular event that was obviously very personal. Um, it was my wedding. It was my wedding uh, when I married my husband and I looked out in the crowd. There were more, I think, um heterosexual couples and families in the crowd than folks from the LGBT community. And I think that I thought that was great. That wasn't because I had less gay friends or anything, but all of my host friends came out in full force to support um, the ceremony. And I thought that was a very uh, empowering moment to have that kind of support from my classmates. That's great. And I'm forever grateful for that because uh, it was a special moment in my life and all of them were there. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And then um, I, I'm remembering like when I thought we first met was actually at a trek. So Haas Business School has these treks where you can go to these company visits. Um, did you did you go to these companies to like explore and how how can people who are current students maybe make best use of uh, Haas experience? Yeah, thank you for asking because I think the best kept secret, even though it shouldn't be, is um, the Haas Marketing Club for those folks that are interested in getting into marketing. Um, a lot of recruiters do leverage those type of clubs and do on-site tracks, and it's a great way to network with other Haas MBA students from other programs. It's a great resource uh, for folks that are also looking to career switch into more marketing, business development roles. It's a great way to learn quickly from fellow uh, Haas classmates. Yeah. Now, now I'm coming. I'm having some FO, FOMO, I guess, uh, because you I should. was not part of the club. <laughs> it, it was a great club. <laughs> um, and I will also recommend current students should really check out the career um, management group. They are terrific in helping, especially folks that are looking to switch their careers or even advance in their career. Oh, I, I've definitely personally benefited from the CMT, the Career Management yeah. Center. Uh, shout out to Laura Klein yeah. for helping me. They're great. <laughs> They're terrific. Um, that's great. Um, so kind of going back to a little bit to your Berkeley undergrad experience, you were involved with this film scene. Sorry to butcher the, what would you like the, the piece of it, but now you're also doing some stuff in the community with the film, uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, how did you get into that role? And yeah, let's just start with that. Sure. I'm very um, grateful that Mayor London Breed, um, Mayor of San Francisco, appointed me to serve on the Film Commission. And the role of the Film Commission is really to attract additional film productions to the city and county of San Francisco. And um, I'm sure many of your listeners know that some of the popular or well-known films like Mrs. Doubtfire, 
um, it, what, yeah, were filmed right in San Francisco. So we want to attract more of those productions because it also brings jobs mm. right back into the community. Oh, so there's like economic connection right away. Um, Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. We, uh, San Francisco has a great film production rebate program where we provide um, lots of rebates back to the film production um, companies. And also we provide on-site support. So scouting for locations or working with the community to establish um, film locations. We help uh, the film commission helps with all that. Wow. So how do you how do you balance it all? You, you know, you're working for these awesome startups. You've got these community events like how do you, how does Jack Song manage these priorities? Great question. I think how do I manage? Well, I think my North Star has always been I want to be a resource for the people. I'm not there yet, but I'm trying. I want to be, I want to be, uh, I want to have a huge impact on people's everyday lives. So I'm very selective in the projects I work on um, and companies I work for. Um, at the end of the day, uh, my ultimate goal is to um, be a resource for many people. I do look at Oprah as one of the kind of my idols. I think she has a huge impact through being her authentic self and building a community um, and that's something that I hope to do. Okay, well, Jack, so thank you for sharing that. And so I'm now sort of trying to look towards the future. Um, what, are, what are you planning for in your future personally or professionally? Yeah, so a few things. One is I am actively working on finishing my book, which is called Tentatively called Stop Doing the Dance, because I think sometimes in life we do these crazy dances around problems, um, challenges that we don't want to deal with, and I'm telling folks to own your narrative and stop doing the dance. And I'm also working on stand-up comedy. I, yeah, I know. I just got goosebumps, and I can't <laughs> wait to be in the front row for, for this performance. I, yeah, I'm definitely working on my craft, um, writing materials right now. There's just so many great inspirations, you know. I think uh, writing Bart every day, writing Muni, and walking down the street in San Francisco, so much inspiration. Uh, inspiration. So I'm excited to share that. But the goal for that is really to inspire others, you know, to love yourself. Uh, there's just so much going on. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of the things I'm working on uh, right now and, and something I'm looking forward to in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, uh, any shout outs to anybody or any, anything else you want to add? Yeah, of course. I want to give a big, big shout out to the Haas School of Business and UC Berkeley community. It's some, it's just, um, both communities really help me to be who I am today and I just want to continue to give back and um, for folks that are looking to connect uh, please do add me on LinkedIn you can find me Jack Song and um, looking forward to connecting thank you so much for this opportunity thanks Jack thanks for being on the Shake the Cosmos hey everyone thank you for listening please hit the subscribe button we'll be back next week